name is Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland podcast. We're going in a little bit of a different direction today, talking about hospitality and how to make a great hospitality team. And to do that, we've got the expert, Jana Usher, who's the founder and CEO of Jana Divine Hospitality. Jana, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you and talk to you about all the training that you do to make such amazing hospitality teams. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm so, so, so happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me as your guest. I'm super stoked. So you grew up, A, in Germany, Mm -hmm. but to two parents who were super involved in the hospitality industry. Your dad was a chef. Your mom was working at a hotel. So you really grew up in like inside the industry. Tell me about your upbringing and tell me about your parents and how that passion kind of transferred to you. Yes, that's correct. So um, I was born and raised in Germany. Um, my parents, however, were foreigners. They both separately, uh, individually migrated to Berlin. My dad migrated from Hungary. My mom migrated from Serbia, and then they met. And yes, my mom, she uh, was the director of housekeeping at a, a medium-sized hotel for years, uh, I think over 40 years. And my wow. dad was a head chef for a really, really, really fancy restaurant or for multiple restaurants. And yeah, me growing up, it was Honestly, either I was at the hotel with my mom, like early, you know, before school or before kindergarten or before something, I was at the hotel. And then after we went and picked up my dad from the restaurant or we had lunch or dinner or something at the restaurant with my dad. So it was, it was kind of like always either or, and I'm used to hearing people speaking different languages because I already grew up with three languages at home, but then also, you know, being in the hospitality industry, you hearing people from so many cultures and so many people, tourists are passing by and stuff like that. And, you know, what really just caught me from the very moment on is just the smell of good food and like the fresh smell of linen. Cause you know, my mom, she used to be the director of housekeeping. So, you know, and then the clinking the glasses when they cheers for wine or cognac or to have a good time, you know, or like the clinking on the silver, you know, like the silverware on the plates, like that click, 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 you know, and, uh, and, you know, I, 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 I was honestly immediately hooked to that fast vibe, that high-end energy, that, you know, fast-paced and multitasking and, you know, people yelling, like, where's this and where's that, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I was literally born into this. And for some reason, it was never really on my mind or on my heart to be like, oh, I'm gonna go and, you know, be, I don't know, something other than in hospitality. It, it never, I don't know. It, it, and it wasn't even that my parents forced me or told me you gotta do n- n- nothing. Like I had free range to become whatever I wanted to, but hospitality was literally my first love and it followed me up till today like it you know it never (laughs) went by my side it was always there and I I could not I don't even know what I would do other than this like this is seriously my life you know so then let's talk about why take the training angle right what was your Mm kind of aha moment where you realized that you could help people uh, kind of do better by their guests or make sure that their guests have the best possible experience. And you, you do both restaurants and hotels and you know, kind of any facet of the hospitality industry, right? What was that moment that you thought, you know what, I can do this and I can help people make their own things better? I think part of it is because I'm from Europe and, you know, in Europe, 
things are a little bit differently than than here in America because you know I I literally had to go to school for this like for three years I had to earn a degree I then went further to earn another degree and and uh you know somebody really for like five days per week you went four days per week to the hotel and work and one day per week you had school and people literally teachers were showing you how to do certain things how to execute specific crafts of service you know, that means how do you speak to guests? How do you, what are your manners? What are, how are you groomed? How are you supposed to be groomed? What is your uniform going to look like? How are your fingernails supposed to look like? Do you put your hair in a tie or down? What are the do's? What are the don'ts? How do you carry plates? How do you remove plates? How do you change a tablecloth? Like those are all fine details that literally um, are make a huge difference. And a lot of people always got it twisted, in my opinion, here, you got to be five dining and you have to have a Michelin cook and chef. And it, none of that really applies because everybody, even a food truck, can give five star service. Literally, it's, it's not about your establishment. It's about the warmth you give out and your attitude you bring to work. You know, like you, you got you to gotta understand if you work in the world of hospitality, you are a servant, period. And I say this all the time, but you got to be okay with understanding that you are catering to people. You, you are there to cater to their needs and nothing should be like, oh, that's too much. Or oh, why does she want this? Or you why know? is she asking for that? And oh, <laughs> not, none of that should be, you know, it should be like, hey, yes, absolutely. I'll go the extra mile for you. In fact, I'm even going to analyze you through your body language so deeply that you don't even have to ask me for anything because I'll know. Or even better, I'll remember you and your name and what you maybe like to drink or what we talked about in our previous visit so that when you come in again and I serve you again, I can have that recognition factor yep. of like oh wow hey how was your dog how was your this and how would you oh I remember you like the martini extra dry okay I got you no it is problem. funny how much that really makes a difference right there's there's two restaurants kind of one's a little bit further than the other but both walkable mm -hmm. and there's one that I go to all the time and one that I don't and largely the reason is the one that I don't I've been there 50 times and never once have they ever recognized me not once. I'm like, guys, it's not that big of a restaurant. Like, come on. Right. You know, and it's but little you know, things. Um, you mm -hmm. can't even quite put your finger on why you're annoyed about it, you know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would like to add a point to what you just said. Sometimes the them recognizing not the guests, the returning guests can have a big reason, which is a lot of turnover from staff. Oh, yeah? sure. But like, and even so if I recognize the staff, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I real, I get it. Not the second time, not the third time, but like at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I understand. I, I'm, I'm totally with that. And not only that, but you know, in situations like this, I'm always asking myself, where is the owner of the place? Where, where is the manager on duty? Can he walk around? Can he show his face? Like he should know the VIPs. He should know the returning yeah. guests. Like, okay, if you're, if you're, you know, if your people are turnover, if you have a lot of turnover from staff, it has reasons also why that is, totally. but um, you know, at least the, the core you know, the owner, the manager, the investor, the person that is responsible for the whole establishment. What about that person? And you see a lot of times it's really what happens up here, like yeah. literally what happens on top of the building 
it really trickles down to everything what happens inside the building and that's where where I come in because it's listen people people love to do certain things people a lot of people love what they do a lot of people just don't know how to execute that's that's really all yeah and and I think it's really interesting what you were saying about where um your degree is is something that's almost not available here you know you hear a lot about Mm -hmm hospitality and restaurant management degrees, HRM, you hear a lot about culinary degrees, but what you're talking about is something kind of different than that, not just the management of it, the business side of it, but really how do you treat people, which, I mean, I don't know. I've never gone to school for those things. You know, my degree's in math, right? Totally different, but I don't know that there's the same focus in the schools here on, um, you know, the, the guest interaction and kind of the fine details to use your words. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know either. And I felt like this is a need. I, I felt yeah. like, you know, I, I, I'm in this country since a little while now, and I worked for really beautiful upscale places. And I had fantastic managers and I had sucker sure. managers and I had great teams and I had sucker teams. And uh, I personally never had anybody come up to me and hold my hand and try to explain to me or try to really break down to me into details like this is how you literally open up a good bottle of wine this is how you do champagne service this is how you remove plates when are you removing plates why are you removing plates what do you do with the silverware on the plates yeah when you remove plates what do you do with the knife and the fork there's techniques how to place those situations on the plate what do you do with the food rests if there are food rests on the plate how do you stack 50 plates on top of your arm Okay, 50 is a lot. 50 is a lot. (laughs) Maybe, but how do you stack like 15 or 20 plates on your arm? How do you do that? You know, and then what are the little details while you are working, while you're in the flow, while are you on the floor moving? You know, like when do you stop? When you don't stop? Do you walk empty handed in your restaurant or not? What do you, how do you interact with your bar? How do you interact? Like there's so many little details that make or break a good functioning environment. And also that stuff will make or break your team leaving you or staying with you. Well, and your customers if, too, right? Not just your team. Yes. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm, I could be totally off base here. So fix me if I am, but I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, restaurateurs here, I can't speak for Europe, obviously mm-hmm. are under in the weeds underwater all the time, right? There's so many things going on. And so the things that get focused on are those things that are a regulated. We have to do this because some government agency is telling us we have to right? or some standard or be rewarded. So, you know, we got a, from Zagat or from Michelin or, you know, whatever, things that are recognized in the industry where they can put a sticker on the door and use it to bring people in. Mm-hmm. Things like what we're talking about, that kind of soft skills, even though they're, they're defined, that don't have a star system or a recognition or something along those lines, I feel like don't get, certainly not a regulation don't get the same focus and yet are probably more effective in terms of return customers and loyalty and larger revenue and bigger tips and all of those things more, you know, more impactful thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, you know, there is regulations for anything and everything, Sure, you know, and like when it comes to those types of things, not how to remove a plate. I mean, the government's not going to (laughs) care. No, that's true. But, um, you know, if you want to be, that's true. Um, But, you know, if you want to be in the upper league and recognized by those type of, let's say, Zagat magazine or, you know, all those things, you got to play with the big, you know, with the big people up there and you got to do certain things for it to even be recognized as a restaurant like that. But my thing is, honestly, my thing is, I 
to me, it doesn't matter. Okay, it, 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 because even those type of restaurants that have the stamp, that have the recognition, that been in an amazing magazine, even they servers suck. Yeah. Okay. And so um, it, to me, none of that matters because I always go back to the basis. Listen, you can make up a resume, anything in your resume. The resume can be beautiful. You can write, you did this, and you can write, you did that, and you worked for this person, and so on and so on. But really, who knows if it's true? Who really knows? So how do we know what you really can do is from talking to you, asking specific questions, me letting you move my floor so I can observe. How do you move on the floor? How do you handle a lot of tables? How do you talk? How do you upsell? How much revenue do you pull in for me as the owner? That's really what I want to know. <laughs> you know, and how do you treat my guests when they suck? Because they are sucker guests. <laughs> There's no okay? doubt about that, especially right now. Yeah. So and how do you, is- how do you, when you, when you work with a restaurant or a hotel, what's your process? What does it look like? How do you go in and kind of assess what they need? And then how do you deliver that to them? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. Well, it's not really a little bit different. It just has different entities when I do it for a hotel because a hotel has more departments. Sure. So usually we focus on one department first and then get that ready and then move on to the next. But in, in general, it's, I always give always, always, always a very free consultation on the phone. And I don't have time limits. I'm not the type of person, oh, it's been 20 minutes. We need to get off the phone. No, we're going to be on the phone for that first time as long as we need to be for me to understand who you are. I need to know your vision. I need to know why you opened up this place. Who are you? What's your goal? What would you like to do? Where do you think your problem is? And how do you think, what is the outcome for you? And so then when we did that, I am also free of charge going to come to your establishment. I'm going to observe your team. I'm completely going to observe your team because I need to make myself a picture. I need to see how are your people moving. I'm going to be obviously incognito on your floor as a guest. I'm I was going, going to, to ask, do, does the team know that you're there? No, they is don't. It more no, secret don't squirrel? Know. You know, it is obviously the upper people that are hiring me and, you know, the manager of the restaurant or the assistant manager or, you know, the chef, you know, people that that obviously need to be involved, they will be obviously involved and everything is going to go with them giving the green light. But yeah, in general, I do feel like that it's much, much, much more effective if nobody really knows what I'm there to do, because then everybody is authentic. And I also like to come in when I know that no boss is around. Okay, I like to come in when people think it's a regular day, we good, we do this because we do it this way, or we don't do it, or we want to do it, however they play, that's what I would like to see. I want to see their organic playfulness on the floor and how they execute certain things. And I'll be looking at everything. I'd be looking at your environment. I'd be looking at your restrooms. I'd be looking at your cleanliness on your, you know, tables, your centerpieces, your uniforms from your waiters, how they serve drinks, how your bartender's moving, how the food is tasting, how is it presented, how are your furniture, is there crumbs on the floor, do you allow a dog, like little details, what do you do for animals, do you do anything for animals, do you have vegan food, do you have vegetarian food, blah, 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 for me to make a nice big picture of where I think we can gain more money by inserting certain things, or we need to take something away because you're losing money because you're doing too much. And then main thing is I would need to see how your staff is moving, you know, amongst each other. So I'll be a little bit difficult if I need to be. I just want to see how things are going to be handled. 
And then after that, what's your version of being a little bit difficult? How Karen do you go? Difficult, like complaining about certain things, um, pointing something out that I really maybe don't like. Sometimes there's really things that I feel like, what you know, when you present me a drink with no cocktail napkin underneath, I don't like that. Can we please be a little bit more like, please, I would like to have a nice napkin under my drink. Um, I don't want to ask for water, please. When my water is empty, I don't care if it's a bottle of water or tap water, ice water, whatever, I would like to be refilled with, I don't want to ask. Same with my Cokes, same with my drinks. If I have a bottle of wine, I don't want to pour it. And I don't want you to pour the whole bottle in my glass either, please. I would like certain things to be presented with the wine and so on and so on. It's little details like that, you know, and then asking certain things to mix me up in the, in the kitchen. Oh, can I have this instead? Can I have that instead? Can I substitute this? Can I substitute that? Oh, I have a dog. Can you make a mistake? Can you make it medium rare? Can you this? Can, like little things, because really, why do you care if you sell me a steak for 80 bucks if, it, if my dog is eating it? Right. That's true. It, it shouldn't matter. So then once you've gone in and kind of assessed what's going on, seen what you like, seen what you don't like, seen what they do well, seen what they don't do well, mm-hmm. what happens next? Then what happens, we'll get together, we'll have a little meeting, and then it's up to the client to either get a full-blown report about whatever I have observed with suggestions how these things can be maneuvered, and that report can be given to their management, and they can then take care of hopefully executing it, or if they would like me to execute everything that that I did pay attention to that I wrote in this report, I'm happy to move forward and put together a training plan for them. And usually it's about either two half days with me are already good, good to really get a good, good, efficient start going for us to put in nice rules, nice regulations, nice boundaries, you know, nice setup, like clear up everything. Because listen, we can do a whole lot in four or five hours. You know, we can do a whole lot. And I'm a very efficient worker. I always been, I don't waste time and I don't waste money. So let's get it done is my, my, my thing every day, all day. And I don't stand around. I don't take breaks. I don't twirl my fingers. I don't think whole ever. So it's a really ongoing thing. And then in that training, is it kind of more classroom based or is it, all right, let's get out on the floor and let me show you how I would do this. And let me show you kind of how I observed it from your team. So it's both. Yeah. So it's, it's both. They're going to get a classroom training of either two, whatever hour we, we decide on, whatever training method we decide on, but it's always between two and let's say eight hours of training actually in the classroom. Each training is about an hour and 45 minutes. And that's literally where they kind of like sit and listen what I'm, you know, what we're talking about. But the team is always involved. It's never like I know it all. And you know, this is all about the team. The team needs to be comfortable because I'm going to leave. You're going to stay. So we need to make sure that you guys are good. And whatever you think we should incorporate, let's do it. I'm all for it. But the techniques, you'll learn from me for sure. And then once we had the trainings, I absolutely will stay with them. Absolutely. I, I will not just give a training and like, bye see you later no do you have like I'll... a secret squirrel partner that you send in afterwards to kind of do the after grade to see how they do because I mean I obviously do. now the team knows you right so you need uh-huh. another face to send in on uh-huh. the slide I, I I do but usually you know the team is very receptive when I do come back of like hey Jana, I oh, I'm sure you and you know they're very excited so usually I really don't because 
a lot of things that are changing is not only inside the team, but it's also the reviews, yeah. right? It's the Google reviews, it's the Yelp reviews, it's, it, it's their revenue in general. So I'm staying in touch for a little bit with the owner just to kind of like check base, hey, how's your revenue this month? What happened? And through that, I can already tell that things changed just because, you know, people want attention. Your staff wants attention and your guests want attention. And guess what? Your owner wants attention too, because this is a give and take situation. We as employees, we have to understand that this is a work, you know, a place of work and we got to respect the tools that we're given. We got to respect the time. We have to be on time. We have to do our job. We're here to do a job. Mm -hmm. And for that, we are getting paid what we are agreeing with at the beginning on the interview. Vice versa, the employer has to understand these people are working your dream. So can they please be recognized for that? Can they please be spoken to with their name? Can they please be acknowledged when they pull in an extra revenue for you? Can they maybe get a $50 Starbucks card because they did well? You don't lose nothing, but you know what they gain? They gain big respect for you. Oh my God, I got $50 Starbucks card because I pulled in another two grand revenue. <laughs> Amazing. Let me do it Somebody tonight again. recognized me, yeah. That's it. Everybody loves recognition, everybody loves respect, and everybody loves attention. Everybody. So, so let's give it to each other. When you go into restaurants in particular, that's kind of more what we're talking about today, right? You've mentioned mm -hmm. a few of the things that are, are you know, pet PV for you, particularly on the fine dining side. What yeah. are kind of the three or five biggest pitfalls that you see most commonly? You know, where shifting those things have the biggest impact for those restaurants later? So one of them is that when you have courses or when you have specific meals, let's just say a steak or a fish, I please, can I have a steak knife, a proper steak knife? Can I please have a fish knife, please, please? So making sure that the things on the table match what it is that the person is eating. Uh, so making sure that, so there, there shouldn't be at the table because obviously you should, or you will have a salad in front. So it should be properly marked. That's number two that your staff knows when to mark a table in a proper way. You don't want to have a thousand cutleries on right. the table. You, you want to be marked in a proper way when you're done. You want to be getting fresh cutlery, fresh anything, and the cutlery that is supposed to be for the specific meal you're, you're, you're getting. If you have a soup, please bring a spoon. When a if restaurant have... says they come pick up a plate and they tell me to take my fork back, Oh my I, God, it drives me insane. I no, don't like that. I, take I, the fork. I, here, he, but here's one thing that we could do for that. We could say, would you like to keep your fork or would you like me to exchange it? Now, if the guest says, no, I want to keep it, fine, keep it. Sure. But give the option. Here. That way you don't look crazy, <laughs> you know, and they don't feel like how you feel. Sorry, you know? I interrupted and, you. You hit a trigger for me. No, no, the, but that's with, fine. With that's fork. fine. And, but then, you know, and number three for me is absolutely don't, do not remove any, anything from the plate, from the, from the table. I'm sorry. When not everybody is finished, mm. please, please, please. It's the most rudest thing to me. Unless again, the guest itself pushes the plate away, away from their space. If they signalize to push it away and then you swing by and you again ask, would you like me to remove this? And they say, please, or they asking you, can you please take this? Please take it. Don't argue. Right. Just take it. But have manners. If there's two people, three people, four people, whatever people still eating. amount, yeah. still eating, please 
do not remove nothing. Yeah? yeah. And then I think the other thing is that I really don't like is don't drop the check just because you think you need to drop the check. Can you please wait until you're being asked by the guest to drop the check? And I understand. I worked in very busy places, very, very, very busy places where we had eight, 900 covers just for lunch. So I know. That's quite a restaurant. A yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that we need to turn tables fast. But even there, there is a more appropriate way of telling your guests, hey, you got to you got to bounce this table because, you know, I have like a yeah, big line Yeah, as opposed to just there. checking something off the to-do list, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, because I think it's rude. And especially if there's not a whole lot going on. Yes, you're busy, but there's not a whole lot going on. Let your guests please tell you, like, this is old school hospitality. Let them tell you when you want, when you want them to bring the check. You know, because guess what? Here and they're chatting this and that, flirting this, that, having a good time. You know what, baby? Let's have another bottle of wine. But we already had dinner. We already had dessert. But you know what? You're so cute. I like it so much here. Let's have something more. I Boom. feel so another welcome. One, I, another one, $200 by yep. you selling a nice good bottle of wine. Yep. You know, and so, so it's little things like that that can be trained. Um, you know, obviously I wasn't born with any of this knowledge. I mean, I have well, like actually you kind of in my bag. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was born into the, into the thing, but Indeed. like, you know, yeah. you know, understanding how everything works. I had to do mistakes. I had to work the path. I had to, you know, make some guests on my path angry to understand, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't so good to do. Yeah. You know, no but, doubt. Uh, but, but, but those are, those are like the main things where I'm like, oh, that's that I, I don't, I do not like that at all. Like those things I don't like. And, and then, you know, also just the culture, you know, when you have a couple or ladies, please pull the chair away. Even if you are a lady working, even if you're the lady waiter, okay. Or the host, even better, please pull the chair away, you know? Like have some manners, open the door, regardless for men, woman, if you're the host, open the door for your guests, you know, I or this, this culture of like, you know, this culture of like, Hey guys, what's up? The, hey, that's fine. That's fine. If your concept is like a cool, you know, like a cool, uh, sports bar wings and TVs and that's cool, you know, like a really cool, funky spot. That's cool. But like, if you have, for instance, tablecloth nice ambiance maybe piano player you know super expensive uh, meats and fishes and all of that stuff come on what's up no yeah. good evening good you know good afternoon welcome thank you so much for being here we're so excited to have you because guess what your guests can be anywhere but they're with you they're in your place they deserve acknowledgement they deserve attention they deserve respect too. Thank you for this. coming here. You know, thank you for coming here because there's thousands of other places, but you came here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So tell me your best turnaround story. The place that you went into that you were like, oh my God. I mean, don't mm -hmm. name them because then now we just said that they're bad. But then, you know, by the time you left, it <laughs> really was like, wow, like this uh -huh. team really had it in them and they just needed to be shown kind of the yeah. right way. So there's several, I'm gonna tell you about one. Um, so it's, it's actually, um, so it's a club slash lounge slash restaurant. It's kind of like all in one. Okay. Obviously the club is only on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, okay. a part of the whole thing. But if it's not the club, which is on very, the top of the, the building, then it's a really fine dining restaurant slash really cool, funky lounge. So each 
entity is on a different level, but they're all one. And obviously they have three different teams working the three different entities. And before I came in, none of the entities were working with each other, even though we're the same. It's the same payroll. It's the same boss. It's the same liquor. It's the same food. It's the same everything. So but no consistency. Are, no, not necessarily consistency, but not no working togetherness between the departments. You see? Yeah. And so, so that was one thing. Everybody had just on some black shirt because the uniform was black shirt and jeans, kind of funky, cool, whatever. So one waiter had on short sleeve shirt. The other one had long sleeve. The girl had tank top, which I'm already not a friend from. Tank tops in general. I don't care if it's 100 million degrees outside. Cover your armpits, please. Because <laughs> nobody wants to smell, even if you smell fantastic. But nobody wants to have nothing in their face and it's inappropriate. Um, but, you know, little things like that were a little bit all over the place and they needed a little bit structure. They needed to be organized and they needed to understand that we all are one team. We all are one team. Yeah. And so what I did is I started with cross training everybody. Okay, because it's important and it's imperative that everybody that works for the same company understands the same principle and the rules of everything that is happening. Well, you know and appreciate what the other team members are going through and, and experiencing and have to do. That too, but even better. And now I'm talking all business. Mm -hmm. If I'm missing a bartender, guess what? My server from upstairs can come down and work my bar. Yeah. Or if I need a server in my fine dining place, I can get my bartender from upstairs and put him in my, where I need him to be. That doesn't mean that you do not have separate things. I'm a bartender. I'm a server. Those are very different. And people really are very like, no, no, no. I'm a bartender. Yeah, I'm a you can server. be an understudy. Yes. But if you have a concept like that, the people that you're hiring hopefully can appreciate and understand that at times it's even better for you because the more knowledge you have, the more worth you are. Yeah. And so we did that. And then we exchanged, you know, like uniforms. We made like really cool, funky, um, how do you say it? those aprons, but they were leather. And I smashed their, um, their logo on the leather apron. And for the bartenders, they had a different color than for the servers. So we can kind of like differentiate. And the busboys had a different kind color too. But they all had the same shirts, the same pants, the same sort of no label black shoes. And so we changed that and we changed a few little things inside the restaurant and structure of how we went about service and made the stations a little smaller. Because I remember when I started, it was six waiters in the main dining room and each waiter had like a table count of like 13 tables or something crazy where it's oh like, this is, this is, this is crazy. And I'm not saying people cannot handle, people can handle. That's not sure, the issue. But that's a but lot. Why? But why? You have a super fine dining restaurant where you only serve really high-end food that take time to explain to the guests, that take engagement with the guests. Yeah, Especially but I mean, when people, even if you're capable of handling it, your guests are not getting much. the time with you that, like, that's they, right. wow, 13 is too many. That's right. And so, you know, we changed those things a little yeah. bit around and made the section a little smaller, made them more efficient and, you know, trained a little bit on efficiency of how to really break down the menu because the menu was very unique and very specific that needed a lot of time to be explained to guests, especially when they've never been there. And once we changed and shoved a few things around and we added a few cool parts and we made the team really understand that, hey, we are all one here and we handled the tip situation, which everybody was very unhappy with. When it came, came to their tips, 
how they've been paid out, how much tips they're distributing to the kitchen and so on and so on. Once we changed that, things really did change. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, those are things that they're not the craziest changes on the planet to make. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet it makes a big difference. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. I love it. But you think I also, I just want to add this a lot of times, you know, I really, a lot of times the main issue is, is that people are not either being heard or not being able to speak what they really need because they're afraid that, oh my God, if I say this sucks, then, you know, maybe I'm not going to get enough shifts or da, 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 you know, like retribution. Yeah. Owners, you know, investors, managers, let your team speak, please, please let them, let them listen, because they're the ones on the floor for you. They're your diamonds. They're your diamonds. They're going to make you money. So hear them, talk to them, let them speak. What is it that you need? You need more trace? No problem. We don't have a lot of budget this month, but I'll make it work. You need more spoons? No problem. You need this? No problem. Like let's, you know, let them talk. If they need the service station to be on the other side, put the service station on the other side because this is what, how they can function better for you. More efficiently, yeah. And then yeah. your customers have a better experience. I think it's amazing. Yes. So yeah. tell everybody how they can connect with you and with uh, the company online. Yes. So my, uh, you can reach me. Uh, you can find me on my own website, which is janadivinehospitality.com. And Jana is spelled Z-A-N-A. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jana Usher. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Jana Divine Hospitality. Uh, you can also just punch me in under servers, service matters, if that's a little bit easier. Sure. But yeah, you can totally find me almost on any platform. I just started a YouTube channel. So please people, you know, I have 27 subscribers. So I would love a little more. <laughs> and maybe by the but, time um, this airs, we'll both have TikTok <laughs> accounts. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who all right. Knows? So I like to wrap all these up with two truths and a lie. So you're going to give us three facts about yourself. One of which, you know, is not a fact because okay. that would defeat the purpose of the game, but you're not going to tell us which one is not true. If you listener would like to know which thing is a lie about Jana, you're going to have to come talk to us, which I know is everybody's favorite thing to do in the comments on social media or on your favorite podcast platform. So Jana, take it away. Two truths and a lie. Okay, here we go. Um, I lived in Italy. I am extremely reliable. And I am very much, very honest. Which probably makes making a lie a little bit of a challenge. So thank you. Those are awesome. I love it. I almost always ask advice questions, but I didn't have to do that because this entire discussion was full of advice for anyone in the hospitality industry, for any restaurateur. So if listener, you are in the hospitality industry and you don't feel like you've gotten some good advice, go back, listen again, because this was chock full of it. Jana, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation and certainly one that was educational for anybody who has tuned in. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for being here. This has been the Shandyland Podcast and we will talk to you soon.